Shalom to all. Today's office about Muhammad Af Nun Aleph, and we are starting Nun Aleph Bay. about four lines up from the bottom with the words Ahutura. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miram Sarah, Basar Yaakov, Maisha, Hernish, Shama Shad Havan Uliyah, El Lili Nishmas, Mars Freda Chayabela, Basar Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shama Shad Havan Uliyah. Now, yesterday we learned that according to both Rav and Shmuel, the reason one is Chayav when his ten Tafach bars, the cause of death of an animal, is because of Hevel, foul, putrid air at the bottom of the pit. Now, in addition, Shmuel holds that he would also be Chayav because of the Chavata, the blow the animal received upon impact of the fall. Sadik Martel is Ahutura, Dinafal Luisa, Daloy. A shark fell into an irrigation canal, which is six tfachim deep, shachte mare, its owner shachted it right away, and tarfe of Nachman, Rav Nachman said that it's treif. That's because it's very possible that it sustained some sort of life-threatening injury, which makes it a treifa, that means it can't live out the next 12 months, and therefore it's not kosher. And Amar Nachman, Nachman commented, If the owner of this ox would have taken a kava flower of Azal Tanabe Medrasha, and would have went to the base Medrasha and learned the following halacha, that if he would have waited 24 hours to see if the shar lived, it's kosher, he wouldn't have lost out on a shar that's worth many kabin. But since he shechted it too soon, he shechted it within the 24 hours, I have to say that it's treif, and therefore he loses out on it. Now, Amukas of Rav Nachman, we see that Rav Nachman holds, yesh that there's chavata less than 10 tfachim, which means that the chavata, the blow the animal sustained by falling less than 10 tfachim, is sufficient enough to kill it. However, Israel Rav Nachman, Rav asked Rav Nachman, what does our mission say? If the bar is less than 10 tfachim, and a shar chamar fell into it, and it died, putter, the owner's putter. My time, why is that? Isn't it because we say that there is no chavata less than ten tefachim? Question from the Mishnah of Nachman. So no, not on top. The Gemara answers lie. That's not true. Mishum de lespe havla. That's because it doesn't have sufficient hevel, this foul putrid air, to kill the animal, and that's why he's putter. However, bar less than ten tefachim does have enough chavata to kill an animal, and that's why it would become a trefa when it falls in. But we continue asking Yehachi if that's so. What does the Mishnah say? Who's like by chayiv? If the animal got damage on this bar of less than ten tefachim, saying the owner of the bar is chayiv, but why would that be? Hal lespe havla. It doesn't have enough hevel to damage it. So Rav Nachman told him, ain't hevel misa. There's not enough hevel. For it to dive, but Yash Havel and Yuzakin, there is enough Hevel to cause damages, and that's where the owner's Chayev. However, Ace, we have another question from Nachman. The Mishnah tells us, The Beisaskila, the place where a person who needs to get Skila, he's going to be stoned, is two Kaimais tall, which means it's double the height of man. And when he gets thrown off of it, he dies. And if he doesn't die, the Mishnah tells us that we throw stones at him. Betani Alana, Barais is taught on that Mishnah, the Kaimashaloi, Harikan Shalosh, and the height of the man himself standing, that's three heights of man, so he's being thrown off a pretty tall place. If you want to say there's Chavata less than Yud, and that can kill a person. Why doesn't he be so tall? It could be even less than Yud Fachim, and still the person will die. However, the Gemara responds, well, Tamech, according to you, that the Chavata of less than 10 can't kill, but 10 could, so now it has Sarah. He should be thrown off a place 10 Fachim tall and not higher than that. So the question is not only in our Nachman. Ella, how do we answer? Kev Nachman, look at different member of Nachman. Dabar Nachman, Amar Rabbar Vua. Amar Kar the Pasuk tells us, you shall love your fellow like yourself. And what does that teach us? Choose a good Misa for him, which means even though a person's Chayav Misa, we want to choose a nice place pleasant death for him, and when he's thrown off a low place, he's not going to die too quickly, and therefore we're going to throw him off a very high place, so he's going to die quicker and with less pain. Asking Mario Yehachi, if that's so, Nikvetveis, we should raise the base Eskilo even more than two kaimais, so that when he gets thrown off, he for sure dies the quickest and most painless death. So the answer is no, we show him the Manavel, that's because it's going to be repulsive, if he's thrown off a really tall place, he's going to break into many little pieces, and that's not exactly pleasant for him or for the people around. But now we ask another question on Nachman, Acefei, and this comes from the mitzvah of Micah, that a person has to build a fence around the roof so somebody doesn't fall off. And what is the possible Tell us, keep knife on menu, someone might fall off of it. And what do we learn from this word mimenu? Mimenu vlebisaychai. A person only has to build a fence so someone doesn't fall mimenu, but not bisaychai. Ketzad, what's this referring to? Let's say the Shus Rabbim was ten tfachim above his roof. And someone fell from the Shus Rabbim down onto his roof. 
Potter, so he's Potter. However, if the Roshas Rabbim is 10 Tfachim below his house, and someone fell from his roof onto the Roshas Rabbim, Chayiv, so he's Chayiv for that. Now, here's the question. If you want to say that there is Chavata, again, the blow that a person sustains by falling less than 10 Tfachim could kill him, so long as Why is it only the roof that's 10 Tfachim high needs a Micah and not something lower? So, I'm not going to respond to shining bias. A house is different. If it's less than 10 Tfachim tall, it's not considered a house, and only a house needs a roof, not a structure which is lower than 10. But we continue asking, if that's all, you're right, maybe on the outside, the house is 10 Tfachim tall, but we would have to remove the roof and the plaster of the roof from the inside, and that means that it's not 10 inside the house. So why does it require Micah? He's not able to live in a house that's less than 10 Tfachim. On the outside, it might be, but on the inside, it's not 10 Tfachim. So he responded, this is talking about where he dug out from the inside of the house, and so it's 10 Tfachim inside as well. Asking why if that's all, even if the outside is not 10 we can still find that the inside of the house is 10 Tfachim tall. For example, where he dug out more. Meaning, let's say his roof is only 8 Tfachim tall, but he dug out 2 Tfachim inside, so here he has 10 Tfachim on the inside of his house. And so technically, according to your logic of Nachman, he should require a Micah on his roof, but the Brasa says he doesn't. The outside of the house has to be 10 Tfachim. So how do you explain that? So the Gemara says, you're right. Elhaim times of Nachman, this is Nachman's reasoning. Savar, he holds, how much space is there from the stomach of the ox until the ground? Arba, 4 Tfachim. And Arisa del how deep is this irrigation canal? Shisa, that's six Tfachim. And Hasar, that's a total of ten. So when the ox falls into the irrigation canal, a total of four plus six is ten. And Ishtakha turns out, the Kamichbet, when he received this blow by falling, it's a blow of a total of ten and not less than ten. Ask about El Masis and Yutani, but what about our Mishnah that says, that just like a bar, in order to kill, it has to be ten Tfachim deep. So to any sort of bar, like the things that we mentioned in our Mishnah, have to be ten Tfachim deep. But why does the Mishnah say that? It turns out the corner of Nachman, even a bar of six Tfachim can kill. So Ami, the answer, Armish is talking about where Shar rolled into the bar. You're right. If a Shar walks into a bar, so then it doesn't need to be 10 Tfachim to kill. But if a Shar is crouching or laying on the floor and rolls into a bar, so then it needs to be 10 Tfachim, and that's what Armish is talking about. And continue to talk about bar. The mission tells us, Bar Shutfin, a bar that's owned by two partners. The first one passed by it, like so, and he didn't cover it. And the second one passed by, and he didn't cover it. The second one is Chayv. Now, it's not talking about where they're just walking by the bar. Of course, if they both walk by it and they ignore it, they both would be chayv. This is referring to where the first one's using it, and then he leaves, and the second one's using it, so the second one's chayv. And the Gemara's explain exactly why the second one is chayv and not the first. However, first the Gemara explores how is it that we have a bar of two shotvim. So Ami they ask, where do we find a bar owned by two shotvim? That's good if we hold the Rabbi Kiva that we learned about yesterday, who holds that if a bar is in a person's rishos, he'd be chayv with damages. We find this case that this chotzer is owned by both of them, and this bar is owned by both of them, and they were mafka the rishos around the bar, so they allowed people to walk into their chatzar, and they weren't mafka their bar. So here you could have a bar owned by two shotven. But if you hold that a bar in his rishos is potter, and he's only chai for a bar in rishos rabim, where do you find that two shotven would be chai for a bar in rishos rabim? Where do we find that a bar could be owned by two partners in rishos rabim? If you want to say that they both appointed a shliach of Amulay and they told this fellow, Zil Karilon, go dig a bar for us, but also Karluhu, and he dug a bar for them, and that's how it's their bar. Well, that doesn't fit because in Shleich we can't appoint a Shleich for Dvaravera, and that Shleich Zal dig a bar in the Rosh Rabbim, and when he did it, that's his fault, not their fault. And Vidakara Hai Chamisha, Hai Chamisha, if you want to say that Ruvain dug five Tvachim, and then Shimon dug the other five Tvachim, well, they both wouldn't be high for that because in Stakulhu Maisa Rishon, first one's Maisa, Ruvain, has now been taken away once Shimon dug the remaining five Tvachim. And even in this case, where Ruvain dug five and Shimon dug five, Honey Chal Rebulon this would be good according 
according to Rebbe, only in regards to payment of Nizakin, we find this would be a bar of two shotvim. As we're going to see, Rebbe holds that when two people dig a bar, they both could be high for Nizakin. El Rebbe Lamisa, Ularabanan, Bain Lamisa, Bain Lizakin, Hechemishkachasla. But what about Inshitas Rebbe, for them both to be high for Misa, or Inshitas Rabbanan, for them both to be high for Misa and Nizakin, where do we find the case? We don't find such a situation. So Rabbi Yechon Rabbi explains, they both uprooted a clump of dirt at the same time, and they completed it to 10. So here we have a bar of 9 tefachim, and then both of them at the same time took out a clump of dirt. They completed the remaining tefach, so now it's a total of 10, and that's how we have a bar of Shnei Shotvin in the Rosh Hashanah, that we can even have a discussion that one walks by it, he's potter, and the second one walks by it, and he's chayef. Now we analyze the machlekes that we just brought up. My Rebbe, my Rabbanon. What's the machlekes Rebbe and Rabbanon? The time you have a bar, one fellow, Ruvain, he dug a bar 9 tefachim, and then the second guy, Shimon, he finished it and made it 10 tefachim. The second one is chayev, which means the second guy is chayev for anything that happens, Misa and Nizakin. However, Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, Achar, Achar, in the Misa, we're going to go after the last one, after Shemin, if something dies in this bar. Achar, Shnei, and Nizakin, but we're going to go after both of them in regards to Nizakin. Since Reuven dug a pit that could have damaged, so Reuven would be chayev for damages as well as Shemin. However, since Shimon completed it to 10, and only 10 can kill something, so therefore Shimon's the only one that's chayev for something dying in here. Now, my time with Rabbanu, what's Rabbanu's reasoning? That the second one is totally chayev and the first one's potter. That's because the Amr the Pasuk says, Ki yiftach and we had this Joshua yesterday, if a person is chayv for opening a bar, isn't he chayv for digging the bar itself? So why does the Pasuk have to tell us if a person opens and if a person digs a pit? Ella must be telling us, it's talking about the case, if one person dug and then another person dug after him, that the second fellow removed the mice of the first one and the second fellow is chayv. Rabbi Amr Lecha, Rabbi would tell you, that both these words on the Pasuk, they're necessary for their own limud, like we learned yesterday. Asking wherever, even according to Rabbanon, we still need both of these words. So we're back to square one. The Gemara says, you're right. This is the reason Rabbanon, because the Pasuk says, when a man digs a bar, the Pasuk's telling us when one man digs a bar and not two. So if one person started it and the other person finished it, so the second person is Chayiv. Now, for Rabbi, what does he do with that? So he needs it for the following. When a man digs a pit, and not when a shard digs a pit. If a shard digs a pit, the owner is not Chayiv. For Rabbanon, how would they explain it? It says the word Ishbar twice. And so one of the times is teaching us Ishbar Veloy Sharbar. Rabbi, what about Rabbi? What does he do with this other drush of Ishbar? So he explains, I the cause of high, cause of high. Since it already said in the Pasuk, Kiichur Ishbar, so the second Pasuk just remained consistent, says Kiichur Ishbar as well, but we don't learn anything out of that second Pasuk. However, now the Gemara asks, Umayyad Lechiyuva Basra, who says we're Mechaev the second guy that digs the pit? Dilm Lechiyuva Kama. Maybe we should Mechaev the first guy that dug the pit. He started digging it, and just because the other guy finished it, that doesn't mean we should Mechaev him, maybe we should Mechaev the first fellow. So Gemara says, Lois don't think that. And why so? Dumb because the Pasuk says, and the mace shall belong to him. And what does that tell us? Who the Ka'avin Misa is the one who dug the pit to the extent that it could kill. He's the one that gets the mace, and that's the second fellow. As we have a Rava. We need this pasuk about Mesia life for what Rava said. Rava, Rava said, Sharp If a shard that's Psulayam Mukdashin, which means it used to be fit for a carbon, but now it's not, fell into a bar, so the owner of the bar is Potter. Why is that? Because the Pasuk says, and the mace shall belong to him. And what does that tell us? But that the owner of the bar is Chayiv only if he can keep the mace, the dead animal. But over here it can't keep the mace because he's not able to do with it what he's able to do with a normal animal because it's Sulaim Gdashin, so he wouldn't be high for that. And that's what the Pasuk is necessary for. So I mean, the answer, it's still no problem. Don't we learn with Mela from the Pasuk about who Misaskinon? That the Pasuk is clearly talking about that whoever dug the pit, enabling it to kill something, that's who's going to be high for this. In other words, we learn both things from the Pasuk, so we don't have a question. I think Mark continues contrasting two Brises. Tanarabon, our first Brise tells us, one fellow dug a pit, ten Fachim, and another fellow came and dug it deeper to twenty, and another guy came and completed it to 30 Tfachim deep, Kulam Chayavin, all of them are equally Chayev. However, Amin al 
last goose tier from a different price. This price tells us, One fellow dug a tent Another fellow came along and plastered it and drew nice drawings in the plaster. The second guy is Chayev. And our understanding right now is because he narrowed the bar, making more Hevel, and so he's the one that's Chayev. But over here it seems to be a steer because in the first price, the first guy dug at 10 and he's still Chayev even though other fellows came along and added to it. But in the second price, even though the first guy dug at 10, when the second guy came along and made it worse, the second guy is Chayev and not the first. Seems like a steer. So the Gemara Nuna based on top suggests, Lema Harebi Harabanon. Let's say this one's Rebbe and this one's the Rabbanon. Meaning, let's say the first Bryce is Rebbe and the second Bryce is the Rabbanon, that the second guy is Chayev and not the first. However, Omar Zid, Zid says, really both Bryce are the Rabbanon and Ankalakam Rabbanon Achron Chayev. The Rabbanon only say that the last guy who dug the pit is Chayev. That's only if the first guy dug the pit, but he didn't dig it till Shir Misa. He dug it only nine. But if the first guy dug it to the extent that it could kill, like in our first Bryce, so the first guy dug it ten, even the Rabbanon agreed that everyone is Chayev. Ask more, but what about the second price? The second guy, he put plaster on it and he made nice drawings in the plaster. The first guy did dig it to an extent that it could kill. He did dig it 10 Tfachim, Viktani Achron Chayev. And the second price says that the second guy is Chayev and not the first. But according to the way you just explained the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon would say that even the first guy is Chayev. So Amri, they answered, Hasam over there, Shaloi by Havel Misa. The bar was wide enough that it didn't have enough Havel to kill an animal that falls inside. And we're going to see this near the end of the Gemara that there's a difference in proportion between the width and the depth of the bar. And then Uba Achron, the second guy came, he by plastering it added more Hevel than now could kill, and that's why he's Chayev. Now, some say, Omar Zvid or Zvid had said, that both prices are really Rebbe. The first price that says that everyone's Chayev, so that fits with Rebbe. And the second price that says that only the second guy is Chayev and not the first, and that doesn't seem to fit with Rebbe. That's because when the first guy dug the pit, there wasn't enough Hevel in there not to kill an animal and not even to damage an animal. And the second fellow, by coming and plastering it, he added so much hevel that not only could it damage an animal, but it also could kill an animal, so he's totally responsible for the bar, because the first guy didn't do anything that would mechayev him. And more scenarios, Amar Rav Rava says, Let's say a person came to a bar that's nine tefachim deep, and he put in one tefach stone at the lip of the bar, and now it's a total of ten tefachim. We've now come to the machalikas of Rebbe and the Rabbanon. Rebbe would say that both of them are chayev for Nizakin, whereas Rabbanon would say that the second guy is chayev. Asking more pshita, that's obvious. Why would you think this is not machalikas Rebbe and the Rabbanon? So Gemara answers, you might have thought, the one a guy digs another tafach, so he's adding to the hevel, which is always at the bottom of the pit, and therefore he's causing the animal to die. When he adds on a tafach to the top of it, that it's not his hevel that he's adding that's killing the animal. I might say this is not the classic case that Rabbi and the Rabban argue in. No, this is also a case that Rabbi and the Rabban argue in. Now, boy, Rav Rav asked another question. Let's say he plugged up the tafach or he moved his stones. How do we look at it? Now, what does that mean he plugged up a tafach? So this is talking about where Ruvain dug nine tafachim. Shimon came along and dug one tefach. However, then Shimon came and he was tum tefach. He filled up that extra tefach that he dug. So now went back to being nine tefachim. Or like we just had before, he had put a stone there making it ten tefachim and then he took his stones away. So now once again, it's nine tefachim. So how do we view this? Me and Rina, do we say my da'avet chakle, that whatever he did, he took away and he's not involved anymore in the situation. I don't perhaps in Stalko Rishon that the first one's Maisa was already removed because the moment he put a stone there or the moment he dug another tefach, it's considered the second fellow's bar. And now the entire bar is in the second guy's Roshos. And even though he took away a stone or he filled up that tefach that he dug, it's still considered his bar and it's just nine tefachim. And therefore he'd be chayiv. And the says, Take let it stand. We're going to wait for Eliyahu Navi to come and answer it. And more scenarios. We have a bar that's eight tefachim deep. However, two of those tefachim are water. Chayiv, if an animal falls inside and dies, the owner of the pit is chayiv. My time, why is that? Because called tefach demaya, ketre the abashadami. 
Every tefach of water is like two tefachim of dry land in their ability to produce hevel, and therefore it's considered like a ten tefach pit. Haribayu, who now asks here the question, Let's say the bar was nine tefachim deep and there was only one tefach of water. How do we view it? Do we say, Since there's not enough water here, let's be havla, there's not enough hevel either. I don't perhaps, since it's deeper than eight tefachim, like in our previous case, there is hevel because we have this one tefach of water that creates even more hevel, so it's like a bar of ten tefachim. And another question, Bar Let's say we have a bar that's seven tefachim deep and three of those tefachim are water. Maho, how do we view this? Do we say, Since there's a lot of water here, so there's a lot of hevel and it's considered like a ten tefach bar. I don't perhaps, since at the end of the day, the bar is not so deep, there isn't sufficient hevel here, even though there's a lot of water. And once again, we're going to end off Teiku. We're going to let this question stand and wait for Eliyahu to come and answer it. And then we're going to continue with Rav Shizvi Mirabba. Rav Shizvi asked Rabbi the following question. Mahu. Let's say Reuven dug a bar of ten tefachim deep and then Shim came along and he widened the mouth of the pit. He did not dig deeper, he just widened the mouth. So who's Chayv over here? Amrleh, Rabbi told him, Harimiyat Havla. He was Mamayat the Hevel because when he widened it, now he allowed all the Hevel to escape. So the second guy is definitely not Chayv. Amrleh, Rav Shizvi responded, Ad Rabbi, we should say the opposite. Harikirv Hezekah. He brought Hezek closer because now the bar is wider, there's more of a range of the bar for an animal to fall into. So what's the answer over here? Elam Ravash Ravashi says, let's see, if when the animal fell in, he died because of Hevel, and how do we know that? Because he fell face first, and that means that his face is at the bottom of the pit, and so clearly he died because of Hevel, while Shimon wouldn't be Chayv because Aramei ate Havla, because he was Mamayat the Hevel by widening the pit. However, if the animal died because of the blow it received by falling, and we know this because it didn't fall face first, its face was up, and that means it's not because of Hevel, it's because of the blow, so then Shimon would be Chayv because Aramei ate because he brought the Hezek closer by making the pit wider and giving more of an ability for an animal to fall. Some say that Omar Vashir Vashi said the following, let's see, if the animal fell in from this side, meaning from the side that Shimon widened, so Shimon would be high because I recare of Hezekah, he was the one that brought that Hezek closer by widening that spot that the Shar fell in. If he wouldn't have widened it, the Shar would have walked on stable ground and not fallen into the pit. Whereas if the Shar fell in from the other side, this side that Shimon didn't touch, so Shimon wouldn't be high because he was Mamayat the Hevel by widening it, and therefore Reuven would be high. And the Gemara continues, Itmar was stated, Barsha Oymka Kurachava. Let's say we have a bar that's as deep as it is wide. So Rabbi Yosef, they both argue about this. They both said the following in the name of Rabbi Rachana, who said it in the name of Rabbi Rachana. one said, How do we view this? It always is going to have Hevel until it's wider than it's deeper. If it's wider than it's deeper, then it's not going to have Hevel. However, if it's equal, then it has Hevel. But Chadam, the other one says that no, it does not have Hevel until its depth is more than the width. And therefore, when it's equal, it does not have Hevel. And now going on to explain the Mishnah, of Rav Rishon Vlokso, we had said that if the first Shotev passed by his bar and he didn't cover it, and then the second guy passed by and he didn't cover it, the second guy is Chayev and not the first. So now we ask, Rishon Meimah's Mifter, from when is the first guy Potter on his bar? And as we explained, both of them were using the bar, and for some reason, the second Shotev is Chayev and not the first. So once again, we have Rabbi Rav Yosef, both Rabbi Rav Yosef argue about this, they both said this in the name of Rabbi Rav who said this in the name of Ramani, Chayev, one of them says, that once Ruvain, the first Shotev, left the second Shotev, Shimon, working on the bar, meaning he was either working with it or making taking water out of it. That means he's automatically passed the Shmira over to the second one, and he's Potter. Whereas Bechadim, the other one says, Mishim it has to be that he physically hands over the cover of the bar, and then the first guy's Potter, and the second guy would be Chayev. And Ketanai, this is like a Machlag's Tanayim, Hamad Abar, let's say someone's taking water out of his bar that he owns in partnership with the other fellow, and his partner comes along, and he tells him, you leave the bar, and I'm going to take water out of it now. So Potter, once the first partner leaves, and the second guy is currently using the bar, so the first partner is Potter if something happens. Whereas Rebbe Lezbun Yaakov, Rebbe Lezbun Yaakov says, it has to be that he gives him over
over the cover of the bar, and only then the first guy would be potter if something happens. Now, Michael Mathili, what's the machlaikes? So, Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov Savar, Yash Beira. Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov holds of Beira. Haimi dekom malei, b'haimi dekom malei. Each one is filling up from his own. We'll explain this in a moment. For Abundance, Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov hold, ain't Beira. There's no Beira. Now, Beira comes up all over Shas, and the way we usually translate it is retroactive clarification. That a person does something now, and retroactively it turns out that we have a clarity on something we didn't have a clarity on. So, when we have this bar of two shotfin that's filled with water, we don't know which water belongs to which partner. So, contrably, as Miyaka, we hold of Yashbreira. The moment one of the partners takes a cup of water out of it, so we say Yashbreira retroactively has been clarified that that cup of water always was his. And how is this relevant in regards to watching the bar and being high for Nizakin? And the answer is because when Ruvain, partner number one, takes a cup of water out, it's like he's using his bar. And when Shimon takes a cup of water out, it's like he's using his own bar. It's not like he's borrowing the bar from Ruvain. And therefore, contrably, as Miyaka, even if Ruvain walks away and leaves Shimon there, Shimon's not watching Ruvain's bar for him, since again, we hold Yashbreira, Shimon just taking his own water out of the bar, not relevant to Ruven whatsoever, and Ruven is still chayv to watch the bar. And that's according to Blazer Yaakov, the only way Ruven would be putter from this bar damaging is if he hands over the Dali, the cover of the bar, and that's clearly showing, you must now watch the bar, Shimon. However, according to Rabban, we say, ain't Brera. We don't hold a retroactive clarification, and when Ruven or Shimon take water from the bar, we don't say, oh, retroactively, it turns out this was always his water, and that means that whenever any one of them is drawing water, it's like he's borrowing that water, if you will, from his partner. And that's why when Ruven walks away from the bar, leaving Shimon there drawing water, Shimon is considered to be watching the bar for both of them. And that's why Kuntar Abban, even though Ruven did not hand over the cover of the bar, he's still potter when he walks away, because Shimon is there watching it for both of them. And Amr Ravina, Ravina says, they're both Lashitasam. Now we have a mission that says, Shotvim who jointly own a Chatzar, who were neither not from each other, that they're not going to have benefit from each other. So it's only Karns the Chatzar, they're not going to go into this Chatzar of theirs, because that means they're going to be getting benefit from the other guy. Whereas each one is walking into his own Rishos, so they are allowed to go into the Chatzar. And Micah Mithli was a Machlaikes, so Rabbi Yezmi Yaakov Savar Yash Beira. Rabbi Yezmi Yaakov holds a Beira. And that means that when both of the partners walk into the Chatzar, what do we see? This one's going into his part of the Chatzar, and that one's going into his part of the Chatzar. Because again, we say, however, has been retroactively clarified that this place in the Chatzar where he just put his foot really was always his. And therefore, it's not considered like he's deriving benefit from his partner. However, Rabban Savar, their hold, ain't Beira. There's no Beira. And therefore, when he's putting his foot down, that doesn't mean that it's his Chatzar retroactively, and it can be considered like he's going to his friend's chatzer, and he's not allowed to derive benefit from his partner. Now, we're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow discussing handing over the cover of a bar and what relevance that has. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.